Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Good morning, Maranatha family. Davao GCQ has been extended again because we're still fighting COVID-19. And in case you're wondering, when is this going to be over? No one knows except God. But this thing I know, we are victors in Christ. Amen? Whatever happens in the next 6 to 12 months, we will thrive because God is with us. Trials that are allowed by God are for our own good. Our character and faith are stretched to mature us. And Christ's character is formed in us. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 14 says, When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. So when times are not in our favor, what do we do? Complain? Rant? Nope. Ecclesiastes 7 says, When times are bad, consider. Okay? It said it says consider. Now, what should be our attitude in times of plenty and in times where we have nothing? Here's Paul's secret. When having too much or having too little or having plenty or nothing. Philippians chapter 4 Verses 11 to 13. It says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Verse 12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want i can do all this through him who gives me strength so what is paul's secret he said i have learned to be content in whatever situation I am in because beyond food and money is Jesus Paul finds true contentment and strength in Jesus he said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so let us not treat food and money equal to our Lord because Jesus is above all nothing else 
satisfies like Jesus. Remember the song? Nothing else satisfies like my Jesus. Nothing else satisfies like my Lord. He's the bread for my hunger, the water for my thirst. Nothing else satisfies like my Lord. Nothing else satisfies like my Jesus. Nothing else satisfies like my Lord. He is the bread for my hunger, the water for my thirst. Nothing else satisfies like my Lord. I am satisfied with Jesus. I am satisfied totally. I have tasted His goodness, His wonders I have seen. Nothing else satisfies like my Lord. Nothing else satisfies like my Jesus. Nothing else satisfies like my exercise our faith if you wait or if you stay long enough in prayer and in his presence you will feel the same contentment that the apostle paul himself experienced even when he had nothing the comfort we experience or the comfort we receive in in god's presence is beyond words it's beyond description you have assurance that god will act on your behalf despite uh with what we see and hear that's why the isaiah said the prophet isaiah said uh in isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run okay and not be weary they shall walk and not faint in our message last week i said as you seek for a new employment as you hunt for a new job pursue god keep pursuing god at the same time Seek God's will and His righteousness, especially for those of you who are searching for a lifetime partner. Don't rush. If you want God's best, learn to pray and wait upon the Lord. That's the song, okay? A song that I wrote. So learn to wait upon the Lord. And while waiting, 
think about the goodness of God in the past. Like, remind yourself about the prayer request you thought impossible, but then God answered. Like, remind yourself about how God sustained you during the season of no work. Uh, remind yourself about how God miraculously healed you time and time again. Remember the instances when you, have, you had no money. You have no money and somebody showed up and gave you an envelope with, the, with exactly the amount that you needed. So, is God real? Is He alive? Of course. He is real. He is alive. And we don't always understand how God operates, how God works, because His ways are different. Uh, Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. I'm reading in King James Version. It says, for my thoughts, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is our Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider and he is our ever-present help in times of trouble so beloved we have nothing to fear because we are in good hands now come to think of it if the world let's just say if the world ends today will you be at loss or will you be afraid to stand before God? You know, whether in life or in death, we are secure because we are certain of eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we rejoice in the Lord always, right? Now, what about you? You who are watching our online program for the first time, via Facebook or uh, by a friend's invitation recommendation are you ready to meet God if the world ends today are you ready to stand before God if you have not given your life to Jesus yet or you don't remember committing your life to Jesus now is the time are you sure or are you certain that if you die tonight you will make it to heaven if your answer is yes then that's good but if you're not sure whether you're going to heaven or not then that means you are not saved yet you need jesus you need someone who has the power to forgive all your sins ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9 
For it is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith. Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not by works. So that no one can boast. Again. It is by grace through faith that you have been saved. Through faith. This does not come from you. Or salvation does not originate from us or from you. It does not come because you want it. It's not your wishful thinking that will save you. Verse 8, last part, it says, It is the gift of God. Meaning, salvation is free. Freely given to those who will believe in Jesus' name. Now look, when someone gives you a gift, say a birthday gift or a Christmas gift, you don't pay for it, right? So, if you entrust your life to Jesus, He will grant you eternal life for free. Only believe. Now, verse 9 says, not by works. Okay, take note of that. Verse 9, it says, not by works. In other words, the gift of salvation is not a result of good works. Okay, we cannot earn it. If you think you can be saved by doing good, then you have been deceived because it's not true. Salvation is a free gift. Salvation is a gift. And we cannot earn salvation by working on it or by doing good deeds. Good deeds. Jesus did all the good works. And all He asked of us is repent from sin and believe in Him as our Lord and Savior. So, if you will make Him your Lord today, you also must follow Him all the days of your life. The Bible says, all have sinned, for all have sinned. We're all sinners. Sin was imputed to us from birth, from our human fathers. Okay, uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to everyone. Because all, all, all have sin. So take note. Sin is more contagious. Sin is more deadly than COVID-19. Okay? Now, since all have human fathers and sin is passed down through our human fathers, so, so all are sinners. And the penalty for sin or the payment for sin is death. So we all deserve to die because of sin. But because God loves us, He sent His Son to take our place. Jesus paid the debt that we could not pay. Now the question is, how is that possible? Okay, so first... 
God the Father sent His Son Jesus to be the sin offering, to be our sin bearer. He was born in the flesh to represent man, to represent us in the cross. So, He can be our sin substitute. That's why He is our sin bearer. Number two, because Jesus is the sin bearer and the payment for sin is death. So, He died. He must die to pay the sin that He bore in the cross, which is our sin. And that sin is not His. It's our sin. He died for our ransom, for our payment. He was sacrificed to be our Passover lamb, or He gave His life to pay for our sins through His substitutionary death on the cross then number three then he was buried he died and was buried his burial is a proof of death because only dead people are buried right and then God from the grave God the Father raised Jesus up from the grave as a proof to you and me that the full payment for our sins was completed or transaction completed the resurrection of the lord jesus christ proves that god's justice was satisfied and his wrath against sin is appeased and the sacrifice Jesus made was accepted by the Father. So, if you decide to entrust your life to Jesus right now, you are making the right decision, my friend. One day, when we all stand, when we all appear before the great judge, he will not condemn you but He will let you in to His abode or into heaven because your sins were forgiven in Christ when you believe. Do you want to go to heaven when you die? If yes, please pray after me or repeat what I say. Okay? Bow down your head and say, Father in heaven, Repeat after me, say, Father in heaven, I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior.
This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer with all your heart, the Bible says, You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So congratulations, friend. You are now a child of God. And welcome to the family. And as part of God's family, it is important that you are planted in the house of the Lord. You need people who will help you grow your faith so that you will bear much fruit. Also, as a new believer, I know you have questions like, What's next? After this, then what? Or, how, how do I study the Bible? Or, how to pray? And so on. So, feel free to communicate with us. Send us a message. We can chat. We can be friends on Facebook. Just don't forget to message me your purpose because there's some who add me as their friend for a different uh, purpose. They have a different agenda. Okay? John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you are really my disciples. Verse 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So when this quarantine is lifted, we hope to see you in person. And we want to see you flourish in the Lord. Okay? Okay, God bless. Now, for today's message... Uh, June 21, 2020, the world celebrates Father's Day. A day we honor the fathers. So to all the fathers out there, Happy Father's Day po sa inyong lahat. So what are my thoughts for Father's Day? The central image of God is that of a father. And the role of earthly fathers is the central and primary role of God. In short, human fathers reflect the heavenly father. That's how sensitive our role is to our children, fathers. Now, I have three things in mind that I want to discuss concerning the fatherhood of earthly fathers or three facts about the fatherhood of human fathers or in short the fatherhood of fathers fact number one the father's blessing why was a father's blessing so highly valued so important in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, the blessing of a father to his children is greatly emphasized. Fathers are like conduits. They are God's channel of blessings. We have, uh, we have uh, for example, the stories of Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who released blessings to their children. I believe that in those days, since the time of Noah, 
people are made aware, they're conscious that they, they have only two options in life. Either they're blessed or cursed. So, if you live in ancient times, if you live during those days, you would respect your dad. You make sure that you honor your father. You will seek your father's favor. You will do your best not to offend your dad. You want to please your dad so that at the end of his life, you will get the blessing or he will bless you and not curse you. Let me give you two passages of scriptures. Genesis chapter 9 verses 19 to 27. This is about Noah. Noah cursed Ham and blessed Shem and Japheth. The other passage is Genesis chapter 27 verses 25 to 40. Now this is about Isaac blessing his sons Jacob and Esau. Now I will not narrate or expound Genesis chapter 9 and Genesis chapter 27 because each passage is like a sermon long but but here's what you can do okay here's my suggestion when you have time maybe later in the afternoon read Genesis chapter 9 and and also Genesis chapter 27 Read it again and again and again and again. Okay, read each chapter, say, seven times or 12 times, 21 times. Okay, do a synthetic study until you see more details and the revelation or the context of what you're reading will flow. Okay, it, it will surface. The more you read it, okay, it will surface. So it's as simple as that. So, check out how Jacob supplanted his brother Esau of his blessings and why the father, why Isaac refused to grant the same blessing to Esau. So, it seems like there's no repetition and it sounds like it was a, an irrevocable blessing, right? So, that is for you to find out. Study and be blessed. Okay. Fact number two, the command to honor our father and mother. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth children listen the promised blessing in verse 3 states so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth is not directly referring to obeying your parents but it is particularly referring to your obedience in honoring, in honoring your parents. Children who honors their parents 
shall have a particular blessing as the result of that obedience. So what is the blessing for honoring our parents? Or what is the blessing for respecting our parents? You will do well and enjoy long life. Or it will go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. So if you think your parents don't deserve your respect, but for your sake and for the sake of your children, consider what the Word of God says in Ephesians 6. Now, if you don't respect your parents, if you slander them, if you talk at their back, if you, if you curse your parents, not only will you forfeit the promise, but the delinquency or the crime you committed against your parents will come back to you, will return to you. So, don't be disrespectful. For what you saw, you will reap. And it's not going to go well with you if you continue with your disrespect or rebellion against your parents. And I know that stress will shorten your life. So again, hear and obey the word of God. Honor your father and your mother. Okay? That's for number two. Now, let's go to number three. Fathers are called to reflect God's fatherhood. Again, fathers are called to reflect God's fatherhood. That's God's fatherhood through the earthly fathers. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. In ISV, Fathers, do not make your children angry. But bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. One word for that, influence or discipleship. But we don't often hear parents discipling their children. Why? One factor is our style of parenting. Depending on the way we handle our children, we could either build a wall or we could build a wall between them and us. Now, if you say, Pastor, well, I did nothing. I did nothing to hurt them. But still, they don't listen to me. Well, that's the point. You did nothing. That's why they are hurting. You see, neglect or emotional neglect makes them feel unwanted. They feel unimportant. They feel of no value. This is one of the reasons why we have dysfunctional children at home. Because dad is missing in action. Now, in every family, or every family needs a functional father. There is a father shortage around the world today. A lot of fathers are inactive in, with their role. Fathers who have walked out 
in the family. They spend time with their friends, okay, doing parties, going to parties and, and ignore their children at home. Fathers who have never shared their emotions. Fathers who have never taken their, their, their children to places, to the mall or to have fun. Fathers have time for everything else except time for their own children. I tell you, if we keep on ignoring our children, they will have a hard time relating to people, relating to their future spouse, relating to their uh, future children, and to God. The Lord, yes, the Lord will help them, but the struggle will still surface from time to time. And we cannot deny it. Now, to you, to the children, I say this. We cannot blame our human fathers since they too were not fathered properly. Maybe their parents were struggling during their growing up years. And so, they were left by themselves without proper guidance from the Word of God. So, it will have a domino effect. But to you who are followers of Jesus now, since you are born again now, since you know the Word of God, then make a difference. Make a difference. Be a father like the Heavenly Father. Now, I know that is hard. Okay? The Bible says, Be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Now, that is not easy. And, and then we know that only God is perfect. We're not perfect. God is perfect. But it is good to make it our goal to be perfect like our Heavenly Father who is perfect. Okay? At least we have a goal. So to all the fathers who are listening to me, as human fathers to our biological children, we are called to reflect God's fatherhood to them. In our counseling ministry and experience, we have observed that most problems at home or those children who cannot regulate their emotions, those who end up with, uh, with the wrong friends, those who get addicted to alcohol and drugs and, and, and such and pornography, they were neglected emotionally. They don't have a strong attachment bond with their dad. And they're not used to communicate naturally with their dad in a meaningful way. They feel that their father, or, or they feel that their father is someone who is not approachable, unapproachable. So they, they stay away and, and they feel they're not talked to. So they make themselves busy with, with hobbies, uh, non-essential hobbies. They, they make themselves busy because they, they find their worth in those hobbies. And some think about committing suicide uh, at some point of their life because they feel insignificant and unloved by their parents. So they don't have self-esteem. And since they don't have proper anchoring, they have 
difficulty uh, to receive instructions. They react, they, they resent uh, corrections, they become distrustful, withdrawn, and avoidant. So fathers, this is my plea, I urge you, if you want to save your children from all this emotional trouble or from all this emotional turmoil, okay, you must not you must start feeling in the vacuum they need to know and feel that they are loved they need to feel that they are important of great value to us how it starts with the way we communicate with them encourage them everyone needs encouragement you see, our approach to them must not be reproach. Because we, must, we need to establish proximity in the family where they can communicate freely to us. And the best time and place to take action to work on that is during the mealtime where everybody is at the table. But don't start your sermon while they're eating. But instead, feed them with love and care. Let them know that they are loved and that they can freely express their thoughts and feelings to us. Okay? So, love them so that they can confide. So, fathers, initiate the talk. And fathers, listen well when they start to talk. We need to practice the skill of listening. We have lots of toxic children because their parents were critical towards them and they were not listened to. So, anger boils inside them and they spill, the, spill out these toxic words uh, to people uh, outside the family. Okay, Other people are affected. So, you see, it will always go back to the family. Okay? So, I'm encouraging you, fathers. Yes, fathers, I'm talking to you. Young fathers and seasoned fathers alike. Okay? As long as you are alive, there is hope. So, don't think that it's too late. Okay? It's not too late. As long as you're breathing, God can turn your children to you and you towards your children. But you will have to seek God first. Okay? Cultivate intimacy with God first and then everything else will follow. If you're not right with God, your children will also not get right with you. It's a so and reap principle. So, again, first, cultivate intimacy with God. I have much more to say, but maybe when you come to us for counseling, okay? And I want to close this message with this scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Verse 6, These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Verse 7, Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Verse 8, Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on, the, on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, let's read verse 7 again. It says, Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Where do you sit together at home? That's the place you need to start connecting with your family. The place where you need to start building social skills with a family. Now, in our family, uh, because of the COVID-19 lockdowns, we have developed a new normal. Our children are all grown-ups, so when we gather around the table on any evening or let's say uh, after dinner, one of them leads the Bible study. But I don't suggest that you do the same right away. Don't force the fruit to get ripe overnight. Start with a meaningful conversation with your family. Fellowship with them. Get involved, okay? Um, get involved with your children. Uh, build trust and, and so on. Okay, so now I'm done with the Father's Day message. Uh, let me give you the blessings. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And all of God's people say, Amen. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.